0: wrestling fans of all ages shapes sizes genders and everything in between it is time to go to war and be the cure for the common wrestling podcast welcome to the revolution buzz buzz guys my name is kate murphy What's going on, everybody? This is Will Tarashek, the founder of the Kings of the Rings podcast. What's going on, guys? It is I, the one and only Quiet Riot himself, Zach, your host of the Young Lions Perspective. What's up, guys? This is the Monday Night Delight. Greetings, one and all. This is your prime minister speaking, your favorite Canadian, Mr. Fret. Hey, what's up, you guys? This is Nate the and great from the Game Changer Podcast. If you're looking for a network that keeps wrestling real, then you've come to the right place because you're listening to you are listening to you are listening to r- you are listening to and you are listening get ready for a war because you're listening to what is going on everybody this is king ricky rose your general manager and you are listening to wrestle addict radio now enjoy the show are you ready Segment of the episode about an hour ago, but watching Mario Kart videos on YouTube was more hilarious. Honestly, I'm more excited for AJ Styles versus Daniel Bryan than I am for this card. I'm being very serious. Almost absolutely nothing on this car. Almost none of these pique my interest at all. And Usually, I would have like maybe two, maybe three max matches of what I would have here. But I'm being dead honest with y'all. Nothing on this card it gets me excited at all whatsoever. I mean what like how am i supposed to preview this huh what am i previewing here the greatest match the greatest wrestling match ever edge versus randy orton when i think of greatest wrestling match first thought is not Edge versus Randy Orton. I could think Hart versus Michaels at WrestleMania. I think Taker versus Michaels. I don't think of Edge versus Randy Orton as the greatest wrestling match ever. When you put those words into the juju, Take that juju and you throw it in the air. And somehow, some way, WWE thinks that, that this is just the perfect verbiage to put out on full display. And I don't think it's going to even come close. To getting to where we need to be as the greatest wrestling match ever, Edge and Randy Orton, two of the best that it, to, to do it. Period. They'll be in. They'll be in people's top twenty easy. But this doesn't scream greatest match ever. Braun Strowman versus the Miz and John Morrison in the two on one handicap match for the Universal Championship. Tell me you haven't seen this fucking match before. Oi. You good? Marley acting foolish as usual. Don't mind her. But A a two one one handicap match handicap match for the Universal Championship? Like what? What? What what are we doing? What are we what are we honestly doing? Alright. We're we're, we're Cruz versus Andrade. That has potential. It does. Jeff Hardy, Sheamus, that has potential. But nothing really, really comes out and screams hey, watch this match. Absolutely nothing about Backlash it makes me excited for Backlash. I would rather watch Takeover in Your House again than watch this. If they were saying, "Yo, we're about to put Takeover in Your House again on Sunday, June 14th, you down?" Yeah, absolutely. I I just I just don't see anything about this. Card that makes me just think I really need to sit down with my snacks and my chips and my queso and, and, and maybe a drinketh or two and just be like yeah, I'm going to be sitting down and watch some banger ass wrestling on Sunday, June 14th on Father's Day of all days. On Father's Day of all days. How dare you? How dare you just give us... Oscar a... Naya With all the bullshit that's been surrounding Naya as of late. You're going to put her in a title match against Asuka. Okay. Drew McIntyre versus Bobby Lashley. Oh boy, am I excited for that one. Not a triple threat tag team match for the women's tag team championship with the Iconics, Bliss Cross, and the Boston Hug Connection. All right, that that's cool. Just not, just honestly, nothing about this card makes me want to watch this shit. But I do it for you. Every single one of you that listens to this, I do it for you. I just haven't cared <laughs> all that much about backlash. Backlash honestly to me has really been an afterthought. At least for the last 2 weeks it's been a definite afterthought. Again, absolutely nothing about this card makes me want to watch this card. That that's the preview. Just in case you haven't checked yet. Just in case you didn't figure that one out. That was the preview. That's all I had on the top of my head. Really. I, I really don't want to do these predictions. I don't because I know I'm going to get like at least all of this wrong. Maybe I'll get a few right. I don't know. Nor do I care. So I'm going to get this shit over with as fast as possible and we can talk about good things like AEW Dynamite. Yeah, we'll talk about, yeah. So we'll we'll try to make this as quick as one can possibly muster. I hate this card so much. I really do. I would rather take melatonin gummies at 7 p.m. and fall asleep by 7.30, then watch this shit. (laughs) And I'm going to be live-tweeting it and everything, and it's going to be even more hilarious. Let's Let's not delay the inevitable any longer. Let's get into our WWE Backlash preview and predictions, and what you got there was your preview. So let's get into the predictions. God help us. Let's start from the bottom and make our way up to the top. Apollo Crews. Versus Andrade, one-on-one with the United States Championship. Now, when I heard Apollo Cruz won the United States Championship, I was actually shocked. Quite shocked. And it takes a lot for me to be shocked in the world of professional wrestling. Yes, there are moments that make me say, ooh. And oh my god. And other expletives I will not try to say on this program today. But with Apollo Crews, I have known since NXT since NXT days that he was something special. Even watching Up Up Down Down, I, um, Woods and uh, Breeze were talking about um, Apollo. And pretty much were just like singing his praises. And I know how good he is. They basically said he's everything you would want in a wrestler. Does all the flippy shit, and he's very, and he's a powerhouse, and he's good at what he does. So when I heard that he won the United States Championship, I think it was like what last Monday, I was I was blown away. I was thinking, wow, after what eight years he's been in uh, WWE, he finally gets a title. Eight years in the company, finally gets a championship. I'm not mad at it. Nor should I be. And I'm going to have Apollo retain over Andrade. He just won the championship. I think they see something in Apollo. I'm sure Cruz and Andrade will have a uh, really solid return match. Um, I'll I'll make this my dark horse match of the night. I'll I'll put this as my nominee. Why not? I mean, seeing Cruz and Andrade, like like I said, almost everything about this card. Makes me not want to see this card. But this match, in particular, does pique my interest. It's matches like these that make me really think, okay, maybe they're really starting to consider a mid-card. Really, maybe they're thinking of of putting together a mid-card. And I would like to see what the mid-card can do. So I'm interested to see what Cruz and Andrade can do. But Cruz will retain over Andrade. Going into the Triple Threat Tag Team Match for the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship, the new champions... Bailey and Sasha Banks going up against Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross versus the Iconics and Peyton Royce. Now, let us keep in mind that we have Shotzi Blackheart and Tegan Knox waiting in the wings for the winner of the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship, and I would be a fool for not thinking that Bliss, uh, not Bliss, Bailey and Sasha Banks. Aren't going to be going into NXT as the women's tag team champions. Not because they just recently won the tag team championships, but I think they're, I hope they do what they should have done with Bailey's and Sasha's first title reign. That's the hope I have. I hope they actually do what they were supposed to do and actually have them go into NXT in all three brands. Defending the Women's Tag Team Championship. And not because they're doing it because the ratings are shit according to Vince McMahon. That's news, by the way. Look it up. I, for one, do not give a damn about this women's uh, triple threat tag team match. Because Bailey and Sasha need to retain anyway. So let's have them retain. I think it would just make the most sense for them to retain and then go on to NXT and do what they need to do against Shotzi and Tegan. excuse me, Because honestly, that's what they should have done in the first place. And I gave that to you chapter and verse last year. Gold I gave you on that. I took it basically to SummerSlam. And give Bailey and Sasha a nice little six-month title reign, um, leading up to SummerSlam, where Oscar and Kyrie would have taken the championships away from Bailey and Sasha, thus also making the title prestigious because they pretty much beat everyone they needed to beat on both sides of the spectrum, leading to Kyrie and Oscar having a banger match with Sasha and Bailey, and leading to a Oscar Kyrie victory. Unfortunately, that didn't fucking happen. Because, honestly, I don't think they were ready for genius or greatness. So we'll leave it as such. But Bailey and Sasha now going into NXT with the Women's Tag Team Championships, actually doing what they were going, going to do the first time with their first title reign. Hopefully they do what they were supposed to do with their first reign in their second. And that's going to all three shows, defending the championships when needed, against the very, the, the, and I'm putting this in air quotes, the very best that the women's tag team division has to offer. Yeah. So, Bailey and Sasha retain, go on to NXT, and we will go from there. And we'll discuss that more on Tuesday's episode of last week, this week. Jeff Hardy versus Sheamus. I I guess this is a thing now. Where we use past... What's the word I'm looking for? Past calamities, we'll go with. And use that in storyline for someone, i.e. Jeff Hardy. i.e. Jeff Hardy's past run-ins with DUIs and shit. Is it needed? Never needed in the first place. And I'm expecting this to actually be a decent matchup. Now, they did have a matchup in the Intercontinental Championship Tournament. Hardy beat Sheamus. This time around, I don't know. I I think they may do a Sheamus victory to lengthen this feud and get it to, I guess, extreme rules in July, which no one really gives a fuck about. I don't know. I don't. Uh, I'm going to go with Sheamus here. I think I'm going to go with Sheamus. I think that Sheamus wants that win back over Hardy uh, in the Intercontinental Championship Tournament. I think you guys get it. Do I care for this match much? A little bit. I do because I kind of want to see how this would go. First match wasn't that bad. I'm expecting to be second to be a little bit better. Hopefully, they give us something with Hardy and Sheamus in this one. Nice little 10-15 minute match. Something of something of worth. We'll see. We'll see how everything goes. Asuka versus Nia Jax. Oh, the people are waiting just. Going to be chomping at the bit the second Nia does something Stupid. In this match. They I guarantee you people are waiting or to be waiting on Twitter Sunday night, Sunday night when this match starts, and are just waiting to see Naya fuck up Asuka. And not in a good way. Not in the way we expect Naya to actually fuck up Asuka due to her past uh things that she has done. I know social I know Twitter will be chomping at the bit. I'm sure Instagram will be chomping at the bit. Will it happen? I don't think so. I think Naya knows she's she's being watched. And people are deaf I I know I know she responded. I haven't read what she's responded yet, nor am I gonna get into it here. You can do that for yourself. We are all grown ups here for the most part. I hope this is a better match than I think it's going to be. I hope this match doesn't suck as much as I think it's going to suck. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it's like a, a very, like a dead spot match. Excuse me. I really do hope that, you know. I do hope that it, we get a decent match out of Asuka and Naya. Asuka's going to retain because I'm sure they have big plans for Asuka this summer, and I hope they're in the form hope they're in the form of one Sheena Baszler because I think Asuka Shayna would be absolute fucking money. We have to get past this first, and I think Asuka will do, su- do such. I think she will retain her Raw Women's Championship. I think they will have a decent match and people that were waiting on Naya to do something stupid in a botch um, are going to have to put their phones down because I don't think that's going to happen. I think she knows better, especially given the fact that this is going to be on pay-per-view. I think she would be wise to not do anything stupid. Braun Strowman versus The Miz and John Morrison. For, this, for the, I was about to say the Royal, Royal Championship. The Universal title. This is just so dumb. Why? Why are we? This literally just tells me they have nothing. Nothing for this. They do not have a contender. They have no one built up. They have nothing else better for Braun Strowman to do or face than face Miz and John Morrison in a two-on-one handicap match. Do you notice how lazy that actually is for your main one of your main championships to actually have this matchup? How pissed off are you? You're watching SmackDown. You've seen Strowman. And then you see all the bullshit that comes with it. You slime Caleb Braxton in an attempt to slime Braun. Why? Uh, Kids choice awards memes plus. Braun Strowman is going to retain. But why are we here? Why? This matchup is going to be so boring. I have a feeling this new matchup is going to be very boring. I'm going to be bored, probably playing Big Win Football on my phone, and I will literally not care. I may not even tweet this matchup uh, unless unless I call it like boring, appalling, disgusting, vile, foolish, foolish foolhardy and epic failure of epic proportions you know the usual rhetoric I spew here on the YLP podcast I don't know Braun Strowman is going to retain it would it would just be you know it's just, it's just whatever at this point, Braun Strowman's storyline is already shit, and and this pretty much shows it. I I just I I don't know what to think here. I don't know what to think of the booking, and given given the news that Haman is now out as executive director of Monday Night Raw, and Bruce Pitcher will take over duties for him, um, I don't know what Bruce is gonna do. But what Bruce did with this is just straight doo doo. Um. I can't wait to listen to JD from my Two O Six later on tonight when I finish recording, because I kind of want to hear what he has to say about the whole situation. I haven't really heard him in a while, which sucks, but it'd be like that. It'd really be like that sometimes. And I, I just don't, uh, I just don't know, nor do I care. I don't care. What I also don't care about is drew McIntyre versus Bobby Lashley for the WWE championship. Cause drew McIntyre is going to retain. I'm sure this was a match on someone's wish list for year 2020. Wasn't for me. Still ain't now. I I just, I just, I don't know. It just, it just makes my head hurt. This card literally makes my head hurt. It makes you just want to jump off a building and jump into a bed of spikes. I don't... Personally, I don't watch Raw. Y'all know that. It's pretty much, you know, common knowledge at this point that I don't watch Raw. I don't care for Raw. Raw can just go fuck off for all I care. And they're 1.737 recent rating really makes me want to laugh but i'm not going to because i'm too pissed off at this card and everything that exists because of it do i expect this match to be a, a five-star classic no do i ex- expect this match to be somewhat decent yeah maybe this could blow us away maybe this could end up being match of the night because honestly none of these matches on the card screen match of the night to me none none of them not a one so they're going to really have to fight for this one. Expectations for this pay-per-view are quite low. That's literally just on my end. I, I really just don't give a shit. You know. But I think Drew McIntyre is going to retain over Bobby Lashley again. Too early for him to drop a championship. And I don't know who he would face next. Apparently, it was supposed to be Gender, um, But... Unfortunately, Jinder uh, got injured and had uh, get a, another ner- a surgery on his knee. And we here at the Wild podcast do wish him all the best and um, getting and getting fully recovered so we can get back in the ring. But I don't want Jinder Mahal anywhere near the WWE Championship nor any top championship ever again. See how both of those are act- facts are both factually true, and I can actually have viewpoints on both sides. Yeah, I'm gonna try that sometime. which leads us to, leads us to edge versus Randy Orton the greatest wrestling match ever now looking at wikipedia this match was already pre-recorded what's it from? actually this past sunday while nxe takeover in your house was going down. I think this was probably pre-recorded earlier in the day. To call something the greatest match ever, you have to build it up to be the greatest match ever. And I know for a fact, since I don't watch Raw and I'm just going off assumptions, they didn't do jack shit in building this up to be the greatest match ever. Nor... Did have they built this up long term enough to even try to even have the balls to consider this to be the best match ever? The oh, my bad, the greatest wrestling match ever. This will end up being a solid match that will do their very best to prove that this will be the greatest match ever, but will end up being just a solid match where everybody is just like, okay, we already knew it wasn't going to be the greatest match ever, but at least they put out a a, a solid match. It'll turn out to be that. The WWE, do not dub something the greatest of something. Do it how you did it. And then expect the expectations for this matchup to not be the greatest wrestling match ever. Trust me, you can... I get Fretz, I'm sure Fretz can easily do a, of his fade five of, great, of his greatest matches ever and I guarantee you they will that edge Randy Orton will pale in comparison to his five that's how much I know for a fact this will not be anywhere close to being the great the so-called greatest match ever anything spike Dudley did in a match would be considered the greatest wrestling match ever over Randy Orton and Edge. Okay. That's been, that's a bit of a reach. My apologies, but that honestly goes to show how much I know for a fact, this won't end up being the greatest wrestling match ever. You know, this as well as I do. Okay. And I don't know why it's a catchphrase that Vince McMahon had a hard on for her. Charlie Caruso saying it, got hard because you looked at her titties, and then was just like, we'll do it like that. I'm not doing trying to do events Vince McMahon impression today. I'm not feeling it. It was just like, I would love to see those titties again and her saying the greatest match ever. And boom, it stuck to them, and then they just ran with it, and I laughed my ass off when I heard it. The greatest wrestling match ever. Bitch where? Sunday? Please. Don't lie to me. You ain't got to lie, WWE. You ain't got to lie. don't do it stop it go sit in the corner go and time out and think about what you just did that's basically what i'm gonna do to y'all on sunday and that's what i'm gonna do to y'all on monday when i talk shit about this fact this being that this never was the greatest wrestling match ever it was bad publicity bad publicity shitty pr and they should have never said it in the first place oh as oh as far as who i think wins oh god oh we were i had to i had to pick that part okay um all right, so Edge won this one. Edge won the first one at Mania. I'm going to go with Randy Orton to be to be Edge in this one because reasons. That that's all I really had for that. I mean, I honestly don't think. I mean, this will be a really solid match between two guys who know exactly what the fuck they're doing in the ring, living legends. But this 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 is going to be no way near greatest match ever. Ter- territory ever and then we'll make fun of it we'll call it we'll have we'll have a good laugh we'll joke about it do a shot have you know memes and then we'll go about our day and you know enjoy the rest and enjoy the rest of our existence but that ladies and gentlemen is going to conclude the preview and predictions portion of episode 217 of the ylp podcast and i think i should do end this segment in proper fashion This is episode 217 of the YLP podcast and with that being said let us begin. What's going on guys, Zach from the Rest of Podcast here, welcome to episode 217 of the YLP Podcast. So glad to have you guys here with me on this Friday night, kicking off your weekend, your Backlash weekend, in proper YLP fashion, and I hope you're enjoying your day, your night, your afternoon, and your evening, wherever you may be, wherever you are in the world. Thank you guys so much for taking out this episode of the podcast, and as always, I greatly and truly appreciate it. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it is Backlash Weekend. I hope you enjoyed my preview and predictions for the decrepit show that is going, possibly going to be WWE Backlash. We don't know. We'll find out on Sunday. But I'm really glad you're here with giveaway. And if you're watching SmackDown at this very moment, as it's recording, it's about 20-something minutes before SmackDown. And my team will be on SmackDown as I am recording because all I'm literally waiting for is AJ Styles versus Daniel Bryan for the Intercontinental Championship. It is going to be glorious. And I hope, uh, I mean, well, by the time you hear this, it all probably already happened. But I am anticipating a banger of a match between Styles and Brian for the IC title. I expect nothing more than at least 20 minutes, no commercials. I want the best shit possible between two of the best in the game right fucking now. Other than that, I hope you're enjoying your Friday. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, it is time to light the fuse and talk about AEW Dynamite. From this past Wednesday, but before we get into that, of course, you gotta, you gotta go pay little bills. Bills, uh, of course, we still have the uh pride month going on in the month of June, and we here at WrestleMania Radio or Sporting Pride. Um, the reason I support it is because of the fact that hey, my, one of my, my cousin Ashley is gay, dude, and my other cousin, uh, Whitney, is actually a lesbian, so. Yes, I do support them doing what they do. They, my cousins, I love them to death, especially my cousin Ashley, that little that psycho of a man that he is. Um, real cool, love that dude, real cool dude. Yeah, actually, not even going in front, he is one of my favorite people, actually, ever. Just period. Um, he's he's just yeah, he's chill, chill dude. Um, I thought to him oh, damn, I think I thought to him the last time I talked him was last year. Yeah yeah but he's doing well doing well is doing his thing um glad he's doing well for himself and enjoying himself in Texas That's so much and uh yeah so shout out to my cousin Ashley uh cousin and yeah so of course we do have the pride collection going on at teespring.com uh you can go over there and get yourself some swanky merch to uh not only support uh pride month but get yourself some good banging merch for the summer just, it will be summertime in just a couple weeks technically but it, it already feels like summertime hot as fuck all right hot as hell today it was hot as hell today on a friday i just wanted nothing more to get home from work and do absolutely jack shit but record and talk to you guys not even gonna front but that was me like the fuse Yes, you can get yourself some merch over there, Pride Collection. Of course, you can also get other collections from Yibble A, the, the YLB Collection, teespring.com slash B YLB Collection. You can also get merch from all the other car- characters from the WrestleMania family. Of course, uh, King Ricky Rose himself, which I, be- I believe uh, he's got a new little thing going down. Uh, something that I saw on his IG stories that piqued my interest. In my, I definitely will probably be checking that out. Uh, in due time, of course, um, once it comes out. Do support the movement? Of course, the HBIC collection. You can get the uh, Game Changer collection, the Fretz on Mania collection, and of course, the Delight collection from the man himself, man Chappelle. And I believe his new episode of The Delight Show just recently came out, so make sure you go check that out. Make sure you go check all of the family out over at WrestleAD Radio, including me, while you're listening to this. You, you should be queuing up at least the next three uh, for your wonderful listening pleasure and make your weekend uh, wonderful and magnificent in everything that is in its glory. <laughs> but yes, teespring.com. Go check out all this stuff over there, mainly the Pride Collection. Um, all proceeds from the Pride Collection do go to the Trevor Project, which, which uh, supports the uh, crisis... Inter- actually, uh, t- what's the words I'm looking for? It's English Hard Today, which, which specializes in crisis intervention for the LGBTQIA community. Nailed that first try. Just, just smooth. feel it smooth. And uh, they're supporting us back in doing what we do in the effort. So again, get yourself some swanky merch over there, teespring.com. And uh, I believe I've filled my application for this portion of the program. And that means we can talk about AEW Dynamite. Ooh. The most important thing we want to take away from Dynamite this past Wednesday Is the tag team division and I was almost going to start with Cody and Mark Clemba save that for a little bit later on This tag team division the way they're building it they now have their top tier Immediately they now we now have a top tier in AEW for the tag teams and that top tier consists of Kenny Omega and hangman page best friends um Super Bad Squad, Sabian and Havoc, The Butcher and the Blade, and FTR. For the moment, this is what they're going to be running with round robin style. And don't forget the Young Bucks, because they'll be major players in the Summers series of tag teams match tag team matches as well. Let's not get that one thing twisted at all. Crack open Ma Kirglin's old. Vitamin Zero. Actually, it's called Vitarain Zero. Costco, good shit. Motherfucking lemonade. It's my, it's my kind of lemonade flavor. A good amount of tart, sweetness on the back end, it's beautiful. That's my kind of lemonade. Sour to hit, kick your ass for real quick, and then bring it all back to the sweetness. It's a beautiful thing. Mm. Enough jibber jabbering about water. Night started off with FTR and the Butcher and the Blade. This was a very, very good matchup. A solid debut for FTR. And of course, y'all know I love me some debuts. Theirs was pretty much short and sweet. Drive in in the pickup, go to ring. Crowd going bananas, FTR come in ring, peace sign with Pose, time to do work. And go to work, they did. And the Butcher and the Blade went to work as well. Let's not get it twisted. I am a big fan of the Butcher and the Blade. Um, not there without the Bunny. It, it doesn't work as well as I want it to, but I know she's got a thing going on with QT Marshall setting him up for some shit. Because that's usually how it goes. At the, I forget the name of the Obi Tri song pretty much, I think it was just called The Setup, and with Nate Dogg, and that was, A, that's a banger of a song, and B, pretty much just kind of like the one song that came into my head when I first saw Allie and QC Marshall be a thing on AEW Dynamite. Set them up for the fall, that's what you do. But yeah, this was just a very good debut for FTR. And even good match for the butcher and the blade. I love this. I just love this. I love every bit of this. Just very solid back and forth between all four members that were involved, and it was just. Now I will say, Um the Goodnight Express, as they're now calling it, formerly known as the Chateau Machine, and then finishing off with the uh, with the spell Spau- with a uh, spike pal driver, the Mindbreaker, uh bringing back um Zoli vibes. The Good Night Express was not clean at all. We're, gonna, we're just gonna put that out there right now. I don't know what that was. It was it was something. Oh, it was something. It was it was it was a thing. They'll clean that up, but it wasn't as clean as everybody knows it is. Mind you, I believe they did it to Williams, and that's a big boy. Have to hoist up and, and hit that John right there, all right? It's, it's he's a, he's a big boy. <laughs> he's a big motherfucker. Um, but this match was really fun to watch. I'm not gonna lie. Um, from beginning to end, it this is put the phone down. We ain't tweeting until this shit's over type of match. And that means that's a good thing. Um, because I didn't want to miss. Of course, it's their debut. You don't you don't miss the debut. It's like kind of seeing Ken Griffey Jr. up to bat for the first time in the majors. You don't want to miss it. You know, when you hear the news, hey, Griffey Jr. about to come up and do some things. And you know he good. Well, not to where the legend status he is today, but he was, yeah, you know. You don't miss a debut or you do your best not to miss a debut kind of like miss kind of like not listening to the debut album of one of your favorite artists and listening to it three years later something along those lines put that there FDR of course get the victory. And, of course, let me see. Because we we want to talk about what happened after the match as well. Tony Schiavone comes out, interviews them, congratulates them on the victory. Tony Schiavone, Tony Schiavone asked them, you know, was this exactly what you wanted to do, right? Dak says, yeah, it is. This is the pinnacle of professional and tag team wrestling. Out come the Young Bucks. To join FTR in the ring. Nick says, I don't want to be rude. My brother and I want to congratulate you on that great match. We also want to thank you for that save. And while we appreciate the sentiment, we also couldn't help but notice you two failing to properly introduce yourselves. It's fine. It's fine. We're all here now. So maybe we can have that now. My name's Matt. This is my brother, Nick. We've been carrying tag team wrestling solely on our backs for the past decade and a half. We're the best tag team in AEW. We're the Young Bucks. It's nice to finally meet you. And as they go for the handshake, Butcher comes out with the attack. Cash and Dax go after him. Out come the Super Bad Squad. Kip Sabian and Jimmy Havoc coming out after FTR. Um, And the Bucks are then backing FTR up. Out, and then out come Omega and Paige. Of course, they run the Super Bad Squad off. Standoff with FTR. But now you're looking at what will be the crop of contenders and the champions going down this summer. Sands a couple. At some point, y'all know we're gonna see FTR, Young Bucks. All Out 2020 seems like a perfectly good spot to do it. At which point, um, we'll figure out the tag team title situation from there. Now, in terms of what will be going down next week, you'll, of course, have the Natural Nightmares um, vying for the tag team championships. I expect Omega and Paige to get through that very nicely. Um, and, and Allie being part of a reason that the Natural Nightmares lose. Um, and she'll do it by accident. That's how it usually works. I did it on accident. I didn't mean to. I saw Love me. Plus. Type shit. But I do love the fact that now we have just a nice little crop of teams that we got here to fucks with. And just back and forth. And just round robin type shit. Again. FTR Young Bucks expected to be it all out. That's just a foregone conclusion. I talked about this at length months ago Um, and it just makes all the sense in the world. Now we're getting it possibly, Um, but more than likely we'll be getting it all out. How the tag team title situation will point pan out will be honestly anyone's guess. Um, Of course, fighter fest is going to be coming up in actually coming up in little in actually three weeks. Uh, three weeks from actually this past Wednesday. Um, so we have, of course, Omega and Paige taking on Best Friends, which will be the more than likely matchup at Fighter Fest, uh, whether it be on the first or the earth. um. I don't know at that point who will be there. My thought process from pretty much this past winter has just been Hangman Kenny dropping the titles because of Hangman and... Then we get Hangman and Kenny at all out. I've literally been saying this. And if you think I'm lying, go back and check out my old shit. Back in like February, January, February, I've been saying this. Like Before I like literally around revolution, I was talking about it. That's why I was trying to think who did, who did they face? That's why the thought of the young bucks, we're going to win the championship. And then we start the road to all out long-term type shit. Apparently they're playing this out. Um, Honestly, a little bit better than I would have thought. But yeah, they have really, really played this out very nicely, and I know at some point I gotta get Opa- Page and Omega. At some point that has to happen. Will it be an all out? I don't know. But when we look at Fighter Fest, I just sense the best friends becoming tag champs. They've been they've been busting their ass and adding Orange Cassidy to the whole entire situation is just solid. It was just a very cool thing. It works. All three of them work well together. Orange Cassidy is over as thick, and absolutely, I just, I, I just enjoy every bit of that. Speaking of Orange Cassidy and best friends, since we're still talking about the tag team, John, here on uh, Light the Fuse for episode 217 of the YLP podcast. Really, dude? You're just going to fart while I'm recording, Marley. Okay. That's just, that's just PG. And also, while I'm searching for the spot I want to talk about, this episode, this portion of the uh, YLP podcast is brought to you by Marley. Of course, as always, while she's eating her treat, being a little shit. Still love her to death, though. Um,. Yeah, she wants to remind you, of as always, to ensure that you are getting your adequate eight hours of sleep. Um, okay, please get as much rest as possible. Uh, make sure you drink your, uh, a very adequate amount of water to, uh, every day. Make sure you're eating properly in terms of nutrition, and make sure you uh, enjoy some treats every once in a while, uh, basically to treat yourself uh, and indulge in just the little things uh, in life. Other than that, that is your Raleigh Mormon of the show. You happy? Yeah, you go, go over there and drink some water and, and be a doge. Um. <laughs> uh, Marley always knows she gets a Marley moment of the show. And if you are in the Patreon group chat, y'all know exactly who she is. Um, the little nugget that is my dog. Who just likes to be a little butt and just, you know, interrupt my shit. But, hey, you know, she gets unofficial host privileges, which consists of whatever, whatever she does already. Speaking of the best friends in Orange Cassidy, they had a little matchup, three on tree, with uh, Santana Ortiz and Jake Hager of the Inner Circle. Oh, that was fun. This was just fun. This whole, I mean, in terms of AEW's tag team division, it's just, it's just amazing to see how well this division has just progressed and has now become leaps and bounds, gone leaps and bounds ahead of any other tag team division in the game right now. They have so many tag teams, to do it, but they're all so good. Um, and even without the, pretty much all their teams, because I know some are still in quarantine in their countries that they live in. Um, we miss Lucha Bros you miss lucha bros Uh, they still have done quite well with what they've been doing in AEW's tag team division and of course at some point uh especially with what happened last week with cassidy and jericho Yeah, dude got rocked with a bag of fucking oranges. Blood oranges, to be exact. Just... I am, at this point, with, you know, just stuff to beat people with, dude got rocked with a bag of oranges. Blood oranges. Twice. Twice. You'll love to see it. You'll love to see it, and hopefully we get Cassidy versus Jericho at some point? Question mark? I'd love to see it. You you know, it's just one of those things you would just love to watch. I'd personally be all for it. But now, if I'm not mistaken, after the beatdown that uh, Best Friends and Orange Cassidy got after they defeated the Inner Circle, I believe a match was made for next week, if I'm not mistaken, between Les Sex Gods and the Best Friends. I'm all for it. Hey, I can't be mad at all. I just can't be mad whatsoever. Good shit, good fucking shit. The tag 2 division did their job this week, and I think they're going to be doing, and I we be doing a lot more with the AEW World Title match with um, Omega and Paige and the Natural Nightmares, the Sex Gods taking on the Best Friends, and we'll see what happens with with uh, the furthering of the Bucks and FTR. Going to be a lot of good stuff going on. I think this summer for the tag team division, they they got something special going on here. They really, really do. And I can't wait to see exactly what they're going to be doing with that for next week. Cannot wait. Let's get into the main event scene a tad bit, if we can. I kind of have a couple of things I want to talk about. So, more so, let's talk about Let's get let's get into, let's get into next week real quick. If we want. Yeah, because we're, we're gonna talk about Moxley in just a second. Um so next week, um, we have Billy Gunn and MJF are gonna be facing each other. Uh, after the uh argument they had, you know. Pretty much punking out uh his kid, uh Billy's kid Austin. And of course we have the AEW World Tag Team Championship match with uh Natural Nightmares taking on Page and Omega. We have the uh, Best Friends going up against the Sex Gods. And actually, the title match is on the line. Winner will get the next shot at Page and Omega. Imagine if Sammy and freaking Jericho were fighting for the championship. That would be hilarious. And then we also have the Young Bucks taking on the Super Bad Squad. After what happened with the brawl that went down on Wednesday night. So, very tag team heavy show. But three big tag team matches. Bucks taking on uh, Av- uh, Havoc and Sabian. Um, pretty much no, a, a pretty much faux number one contenders match between the, uh, Best Friends and the Sex Gods. And the tag team championship match all in one show. This is going to be proper. And then you also have it Billy Gunn, MJF that's always a good thing to have MJF on the show win. Although at Phoenix AEW does not agree with my sentiments. It just be like that. But let's discuss Moxley and Cage. Real quick. So he just, came, he just came out of nowhere in a really bad mood. Not just because my neck hurts, my back hurts, and it hurts to sit on the toilet. I know that feel. That has me on edge, but I have no patience for people who run their mouth when they have no idea what they're saying. Taz has been telling anyone that will listen that Brian Cage is going to beat me at Fighter Fest. Well, if Taz was trying to get under my skin, it worked. I cannot wait for Fighter Fest so I can pop Cage's head like a giant pimple and shut Taz up for good. Do you know what separates me from the pack in AEW? I am one miserable son of a bitch. The fact that Brian Cage thinks he can beat me pisses me off. The fact that Taz thinks Cage can beat me pisses me off. The mere idea that anyone in AEW or pro wrestling anywhere in the world thinks that they can beat me pisses me off. That's what drives me to train harder hit harder. Be more violent and less apologetic. With all due respect to Taz, he's one of the greatest trash talkers of all time. Speaking of, here comes Taz. Getting a Moxley face saying he's hearing everything Moxley is saying about me. It's all chirping. Enough of this. Get your head right. It's all ending at fighter Fest and you just see And you just see Cage just run up. They run up on him and bang. Blindsides him. Beat it out of him. Moxley pushed him into a corner, throwing forearms, swings a pipe. Car window gets smashed. uh, Cage comes back with fist. Cage bumping Moxley off the bumper. Hoisting him up to uh, ram him up against the fence. Uh, Spinebuster onto the car hood. Cage then drags him up, brings him around. And Taz says, "That's it. We're good. We made our point." But Cage doesn't give a shit. Scoops Moxley, slams him up on the on the rear windshield of the car, and that's what begins to set up for Fighter Fest, and just another chapter, another beautiful chapter between Moxley and Cage. Nice little interaction there. Taz with the distraction, and Cage just running like a madman, like a freaking linebacker going after Joe Burrow. Sorry, Mike. Always good to see fun shit. Always good to see that. See so where we on time. We're all right. So, Cody and Mark Quinn had the main event this week, and from what I saw, I have that I have that feeling this match would have been a lot better if Cody, not Cody, if Mark was in better condition after what happened, I believe, in this, in a tag team matchup that they had a, you know, a week or so ago, probably for about a couple weeks ago. So, I know that we all knew that Quinn wasn't, you know, 100%. And if he were, he'd still lose. But... You know, if he was really in better, better, better condition, I think this match would have been a lot better than it was. And don't get it twisted; this match was a solid main event for what we had this week for AEW Dynamite. I, I am dead serious. I just wish he was a little bit more hundred percent, but I understand. You know, it's wrestling. You know, you're gonna, you're gonna have to fight hurt. I get that, and he put forth his best effort, and I honestly say this was his best match in AEW, tag or singles. That was his best performance to date. And yeah, I mean, this like I said, this match was really good. For what we got out of it, this was really good. While well, the melatonin sink in, I was just very pleased with everything Quinn did. The four fifty splash to the ramp, the uh, you know, the standing shooting star by getting caught in the ankle lock, and that's pretty much what um ended the matchup. Him getting caught with the uh standing shooting star, him having the wherewithal to catch him and pretty much um, put him out of his misery and tap out. This was just a, yeah, the Foz, oh the five's very flop. Oh, that was clean. That was, that was so damn clean. Don't mind me, I'm, I'm seeing Smet. Are we, are you fucking kidding me? They're really making Jeff Hardy do a pee test? What? Like, what? We're, we're what? I, uh, uh, I'm uh I trying to record a show here, and all I'm seeing is Renee Young Booty, which is very nice. Security and doctors looking like they about to force Jeff Hardy to take a pee test. I I I don't even want cat. Real uh, uh, uh. in well not in of time, but yeah, this this is this is how I feel sometimes with SmackDown. I don't know what he's talking about. I can't read lips. I I just don't understand why they have a doctor with a container, and coming out here looking like he the man and shit. And they signed the contract. I can't. Okay, I got to talk about AEW. This is just pissing me off. Um, I can't wait to see the Twitter shit on this. But I I thoroughly enjoyed Mark Quinn and Cody. After the matchup ended. Let me see. Yeah. Uh, you know, they of uh, Yeah, I mean, you know. Quinn and Cody had their moment, you know, shaking hands, showing love. Um, Jake Hager then walks out, staring Cody down from the stage, gets in the ring, goes after Arn, Cody going after Hager. Hager uh, elbows him, tosses him away, hits a body slam. Uh, Private party comes out. Um, Cassidy and Hardy, I believe, come out, if I'm not mistaken. Um, returns with uh, chairs, going after Hager. Chair shot, chair shot, rocking Hager. Hardy clotheslines him out. Inner comes out to reinforce him. It becomes a 4v4 brawl. Um, chair shots come around. Then referees, referees come out. Cody swings on whoever. Hardy gets after DeGavara. Trista Fate. And I ain't gonna front. I ain't gonna fucking lie. Sammy Guevara sells that twist of fate very well. Like, very, very well. Like, to the point where it's just every time he sells it, it's just like, how... It looked like he fucked his neck up. I still don't get why they have the doctor holding a container if it's not going to be a pee test. I don't know what he's saying. People are clapping... Doctors really dislike trying to make it obvious like you got to pee. Okay, yeah. Anywho. So, Cody grabs a mic, says you want a TMT championship at Magic Fighter Fest? Don't you? You're getting it. So, now we know. Cody versus Jake Hagar. For the TNT Championship at Fest, That will be great times right there. It's just a simple fact that the elite and the inner circle continue on their work. And I'm just loving the fact that, you know, when Blood and Guts was was first, you know, going to be a thing. I was so excited for it. A, it was going to be in Jersey. B, Elite versus Inner Circle. We knew the Elite were probably going to win that matchup and it was going to be the dopest thing ever. We were bringing back war games in a sense. But the way they have now handled the Elite versus... Private Party. They really about to make this motherfucker really take a pizza They really about to make... oh. Ladies and gentlemen, I am giving you full reactions on real time. And this motherfucker is just They're really literally making they gonna they gonna don't 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 do anything weird. You're you're uh oh, they're making this man pee. Let me guess, you're gonna throw the pee in his face, aren't you? That's nasty. They're really, really making this man pee. Even though he didn't pee, he peed. Okay, yeah, anywho. They really making this man do it. Oh, God. This is WWE in real time, ladies and gentlemen. God help us. I knew it. I knew it. They did the faux (laughs) P. It still makes me laugh every time. Not gonna front Because it's it's just my humor. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're gonna no, why are you wiping it? Don't wipe it. It's uh uh-huh. <laughs> uh you y you, you gonna throw up? He's gonna puke. Oh, you taste it a little bit? Oh, that's weird. Uh, Anyway, yeah, so that was real time with me reacting to some SmackDown. To be truthfully honest, in terms of... Was that Aaliyah? To be truthfully honest... Hager Cody, gonna be good. Of course, I believe he has uh, two more matches before we get to... uh, Two possibly... Yeah, two. Before we get to Fighter Fest and... That will be a sensational matchup. I am going to enjoy the fuck out of this. Just, oh my God. I can't wait. I'm, I'm going to be ready to go for this one. Also, um, quickly, um, with the ladies, um, Penelope Ford getting the pin over Hiro- Hiro- I was going to say Hiroki. Um, Hikaru Shida. Uh more than likely we'll be seeing Ford and Shida at uh, fighter fest, which would, be a, which would be a a decent title match for uh sheeta um be- with uh statlander and sheeta teaming up to face ford and uh rose wasn't a bad match at all liked it um not the best that i've seen out of the women's tag much better than the tag team matchup they had with um baker and rose versus statlander and sheeta million times better But now Sheena versus Ford, I can get behind that. You know, especially with the uh, with Saban and Havoc doing well for themselves. Why not have Penelope Ford joining on the fun and have her get an AEW Women's World Title shot? That should be decent. And, and all eyes, my eyes at least, mostly will be on Ford just to see how she handles um, being in a high profile match of that nature. Uh, we'll see how it goes. I expect Sheena to get that victory, of course. Um, And we'll see how that pans out. Um, of course, you know rematch with Rose waiting in the wings. They'll probably do that all out. I hope that'll be really that'll be a very smart idea. Um, and from there, we'll go. All in all, AEW Dynamite really did quite well for themselves. Now they're leading up towards Fighter Fest with about two week two more episodes before we begin the festivities. Uh, the two week event that is going to be Fighter Fest. I am curious to see what they're going to do the next couple of weeks um, when we get to Fighter Fest. This was a very solid show. You know, thumbs up all around for all of it. Uh, even the stuff I didn't even talk about with uh, Sammy and uh Matt. I'm sure they'll have, have a little nice matchup very, very soon. Um, maybe at Fighter Fest. Gotta have some filler in there. What else happened on that show? Oh, one big thing before we go, and I'm gonna end it on this. The Colt Cabana situation. I almost fucking forgot. How could I forget? That was a very, very pivotal moment of the show. Colt Cabana went up against Sammy Guevara. Decent match. Uh, Cabana loses to Guevara. Out come the Dark Order. One, two, three, four, five, and ten. Stu Grayson, Eva Uno, Brody Lee. Brody Lee comes out helps Cabana up and he walks away. Of course, what happened last week, you know, they believe Colt Cabana maybe has lost his way. And the Dark Order is willing to help him by any means necessary, I guess. And Cole Cabana, we see later on in the episode, go over to the dark Brody Lee's office and look like he was about to have the word have a word with the man this i think is a very interesting something that we didn't expect but i like the fact that they're going many different routes you know even the stuff with Joey Janela and uh Sunny Kiss um where um, Janela went on a little bit of a bender. Don't mind me, I'm just looking over at SmackDown, just like, yeah. um. They really did a lot with this, and Cole Cabana, I think, is going to be one storyline we're going to have to watch out for to see what develops. Um, I would not be surprised to see something happen at Fighter Fest, where maybe Cabana joins the Dark Order. And if he does that, that will be some wild-ass shit. But I love... I'm, I am very curious. My mind is just like, what's going to happen here? Is Colt going to join the Dark Order? Is he? One would think so. I'd love to see it. Oh God, they're feeling the power. Okay. Yeah, I'm just going to leave it at that. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is going to conclude episode 217 of the YLP podcast, because I'm going to stop looking at SmackDown and discussing, and leaving you guys in silence. When we come back, we're going to end the show in proper YLP fashion. Kick it off your back last weekend and get you ready for episode 218 of the YLP podcast. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Well, guys, that's going to be it for episode 217 of the YLP Podcast. And let me tell you, after seeing Daniel Bryan with AJ Styles, trust me, I wouldn't want to watch the remainder of SmackDown either. But I uh, guys, hope you guys enjoy your day, your night, your afternoon, and your evening, wherever you may be, wherever you are. the world thank you guys so much for this episode of the podcast and as always I really truly appreciate it my apologies for getting this out later than usual but that's what happens when you got Smackdown on and you see a banger of a match between Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles that I did not know was going to last an hour excuse me other than that let's get into the fun stuff of course y'all know teespring.com teespring.com you can check out all the collections of course the YRP collection Pride collection, HBIC collection, the King Ricky Rose collection, the Fretzel Mania game changer, and the delight collection as well. Get all that over there, especially from the Pride collection. Uh, supporting all, all the proceeds going to the Trevor Project, supporting the LGBTQIA community with Crisis Intour been shown, And we also, again, appreciate the Trevor Project actually backing us with their support. Uh, much appreciated to them. And all that good stuff. Of course, let's get into some more interesting things because, um, I don't know, there's something about a certain, uh, yeah, 17 is the number I'm looking for. That being 17 cents a day. 17 cents a day can get you a couple of things. Actually, it doesn't get you anything, to be perfectly honest, same in 20 but, 17 cents can get you something. What it can get you is a chance to listen to exclusive shows you don't normally hear on WrestleMania Radio programming. It's all very nice, very, very, very good, all that good stuff. What it also can get you is... um, (laughs) Ah, I got it being a part of an exclusive, exclusive, exclusive group chat, you, where you can get to talk to all the members of the Wrestle Addict Radio family, and a lot of other people that we have in there as well, and of course, wow, this is the biggest one, man. how about 15% off, 15% off, every single time you buy merch from the squad, whether it be, Anything from the YLP collection, whether it be from the Pride collection, whether it be from the HBIC, or any of the other collections that we do carry, over on Teespring.com. 15% off every single time. Every single time. And you go to check out, where can you find that? Well, you can find that over on Patreon.com. Search for Russell added Radio. Again, all of the uh, Russell Addict Radio shows over there on Patreon. Uh, Love and War with uh, King Ricky Rosé and Kate Murphy, you have the Fretz's Fade Five with the one man himself, Mr. Fretz, and of course, yours truly with the Secret Files Podcast, and we'll be dropping something um, this month. A lot going on in the world today, so I definitely want to find a certain thing to discuss, and trust me, some of y'all may not like what you're going to hear, but when when I speak on it, it needs to be told. I don't know why my YouTube is acting stupid. Um, but yeah, I mean, I will be having something that's going on this month, and definitely something going on in July. Probably we'll do something before vacation, like while I'm on vacation to get the uh, get that going. But we'll get we'll cross that bridge when we get there. But yeah, and then you get to be a part of an exclusive group chat with, of course, myself, all the other members of the Wrestling Radio family, and all the patrons. Excuse me, that we have over there, and you can check out all that stuff there again. 17 cents a day equating to $5 a month. will get you all of that. Patreon.com slash Radio. Consider being a patron today. Always accepted. Never expected. Patreon.com slash WrestleAddictRadio. Let me think, what else do I have? Oh, that's right. If you have any thoughts, opinions, or if you just want a mouth off to make. Because you just feel like it. Well, that's cute and all, but, 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 I want you to sound off and let your voice be heard, and you can do all of that, of course, on anchor.fm slash Young Lions Perspective, anchor.fm slash Wrestle Addict Radio, and over on ambiguouspodcastsolutions.com, you can lay out all of your comments and all that stuff over there if you want to. And show some love to the YLP podcast. Much appreciated. It's all good. All good over there. If you're going to be on WrestleEdit Radio, leave YLP in the title with whatever topic you're talking about. And if I like it enough, I'll have no problem featuring it on a future episode of the YLP podcast. Of course, if you enjoyed this episode, do not hesitate to tell a friend to tell a friend about the Young Lines Perspective podcast. Share this episode across all of your social media, the Instagrams, the Facebooks, the Twitters, Put them in your DMs, send them a text message, gab, whatever you got. Spread the word. Spread the word far and wide as the eye can humanly see. Digitally, of course. Because, well, in these times when you're definitely trying to look for a solid professional wrestling podcast, well, just know that the YOP Universe and the Wrestle Addicts Radio are not only the cure for the common wrestling podcast, but, of course, myself, the YLP podcast, the Kings of the Rings podcast, the Game Changer podcast, and the Delight Show with Matt Chappelle are simply the alternative professional wrestling podcast and that we are here to stay. Now, I know most of y'all do not have the anchor it's Understandable. Everybody has their favorite platform that they use for their podcasting services. And I have my own as well. All that all fun and good in the world. But if you think we're just a one-trick pony and we just have this podcast on Anchor, my friend, you are sadly mistaken. Trust me, there are several different ways you can find this podcast. The Kings of the Rings podcast, the Game Changer podcast, and of course, the Delight Show with Man Chappelle. You can find them across several different platforms, including, of course, Solutions.com, Anchor.fm slash YoungLions, respective, Anchor.fm slash Radio, Apple Podcasts. Google Podcast, Podbean, Podcast Addict, Player FM, CastBox FM, Overcast, Radio Public, Stitcher Radio, and of course, that good old Spotify, BAM! Search for the YLB Podcast, the Kings and the Rings Podcast, the Game Changer Podcast, and the Light Show with Man Chappelle. Of course, all these different platforms, you should have no problem finding them whatsoever. so ever. Of course, if you want to stay up to date with everything that's going on with the Wild Bean podcast, you can follow me all over my social media. Of course, you can follow me over on Twitter at Swade Senator War. That's S U E D E S E N A T O R. Capital W, capital A, capital R. I do live twenty four AEW Dynamite every Wednesday. SmackDown live every Friday night, for the most part. Except when I'm doing this late, and I have to suck it late. Every. WWE live pay per view, which I will be doing this Sunday for Backlash. God help us. Every NXT and NXT UK takeover special, every AEW live pay per view, and there will not be one for July because I will be doing uh, AEW Dynamite tweeting for that. All that good stuff for Fighter Fest in July, and once we get back into the swing of things, and which we are, will be we will be very very soon. Uh, I believe this Monday is when we're going to get started to get back into the swing of things. And I am very, very happy that New Japan Pro Wrestling is coming back. And I'm so happy. And when we get to the New Japan Cup, I will do live tweeting for possibly the New Japan Cup finals as well. As well as the Dominion pay-per-view. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. July 11th and July 12th. New Japan Cup final. Dominion in the same damn weekend. Trust me when I tell you, um, I'm quite glad that I have off on weekends now for my job. So I will be enjoying all that. I may cover it. I may not. We'll see what happens when we get to that point. We will see. We will see. But I do live tweeting for New Japan for resting as well when it's not 3.30 in the morning. I can't go back to sleep because I went to the bathroom and all that good stuff. Bees what it bees, y'all. Of course, if you want to follow me over on my Instagram, the epicenter, the mothership that is the YLP podcast, you can follow me over there at young underscore Lions underscore perspective, memes, in case you missed it, 60 second thought videos, memes, memes, updates on everything that's going on, all that good stuff. And if you want to follow me over on Facebook, I'm not on there often, but my Instagram is connected to my Facebook, so all my posts you see on Instagram do also go over to Facebook. And if you want to, you know, give your brother some love, you can find me over there at Young Lions Perspective Podcast. Hit the like button, follow, tell a friend, share it across your social media. Follow me on all these platforms. Stay. Re- Hold on, let me try to do that again because apparently words are hard. Follow me on all these platforms to stay up to date with everything that's going on with the YLP podcast. Words are hard, and yeah, I I just got to deal with that. something I got to deal with. (laughs) Looking over to the judges and making sure I'm good, good, but they're laughing in the corner because I had to do that mess up. Episode 218, of course, y'all know, will be going down this Monday, completing our back to back of the good, the bad, and the ugly That was WWE Backlash, and hopefully Monday evening will not be me losing my voice because I'm going to rant if this show is terrible. I will do everything in my power not to, but the show is trash. I will have no choice, unfortunately, but to um, simply just uh, go off because it's been quite a while. It's been quite a while since your boy has had a solid rant, and hopefully, this Monday won't be the case. it'll just it'll just make me get a headache, and I have no time for that. that. That means aspirin and all that stuff. We'll see how it goes. We will see how it goes. God help us! But of course, y'all know that means it is the weekend, and of course, as I said, this episode is quietly. And my apologies to that, but Brian versus Styles holds a lot of holds a lot of priority. In the grand scheme of things, which is why this episode is going out later than it normally would. Other than that, guys, y'all know it is Father's Day weekend, which is cute. Um, I actually just spoke with my dad just a minute ago while watching uh, Styles Bryan, so I'll be wishing him to my father, Raymond. Raymond Ruzica, love you. Love you, man. Um, stay safe. Lori, hello. Hope you're doing well. Um, happy Father's Day, Dad. Love you, man. And... Just make sure, even if your father is not in your life or you are, he's, he's like one of the main key components of who you are as a man today. Make sure you show some love to all the fathers out there. Um, and you should show love to your fathers no matter what, not just on one day. Hell, hell, if anything, watch Backlash together. Why not? Plus, it'd be a really funny thing to talk him for him to talk about pro wrestling because pro wrestling is universal. Everybody has a story about professional wrestling. I guarantee it. If they don't, they're a boomer. Um, (laughs) Seriously, to all the fathers out there all around the world, especially you, also my uh, sister's dude, um, happy Father's Day to you, my dude. Um, To my grandpa in the sky, Herbert, Arnett. Happy Father's Day to you as well, the patriarch of the family. Um, Yeah, just show some love to your dads, to all the dads out there. Um, even if he's your stepdad, but he's been like taking care of you and whatnot you know he's a dad a crazy one, but still your dad, you know, and to all the fathers out there um, I know there's a, I have a couple um, one of my good friends is about to have a kid very soon um, one of my also friends is, uh, has a yeah, yeah, well, yeah, she's growing up fast too um, to my good friends Bill and John, happy Father's Day to you as well yeah, yeah. just enjoy the weekend Um, make it a a good weekend for your dad you know, that's the message I want to send to you guys this week, I'm not worried about you know, anything else show love to your dad, especially in these times that we're in right now, I think it would be the coolest thing for you to, you know, spend the day with your dad or at least call him hit him up let him know you love him and just wish him a happy birthday or, hey, if it's not a happy birthday, happy father's day, but if his birthday is on father's day, that's pretty damn cool too Other than that, guys, I'm going to get the hell out of here before before I make more dumb mistakes on the microphone. Guys, enjoy the rest of your weekend. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Do what it is, whatever you do. Be safe, responsible as always. Enjoy Backlash as best as you possibly can, hopefully with a good amount of liquor involved. And I'll see you guys right back here, Monday night, for episode 218 of the YLP Podcast. See ya! Happy Father's Day.